everybody. Welcome back to Bamcast Extra, episode 90. 90. 90 episodes. So many I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is an extra podcast. Mm-hmm. It's different than Bamcast Prime. Mm. But let's talk about a Prime movie. Okay. Because the fans have picked 2007's Michael Bay extravaganza, Transformers. Transformers. Potentially starting us down the path of Baywatch. <gasps> Baywatch. Watching all the Michael Bay movies, but we've uh, we've started with 2007's Transformers. Because that's where you start. Sure. Michael Bay filmography. We talked about doing a rewatch of the Transformers movies like last summer when that Transformer, <laughs> Transformers movie came out, and then we were like, did this movie come out? Oh, yeah. It's been a fucking month. <laughs> it has like two showtimes now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's the original remake. <laughs> sure. Well, the the first, the original live action yes, movie, the first of a long string of live action films, two thousand seven's much maligned billion dollar earning Transformers. Mm-hmm. So, um, cast wise, I would say not much in terms of Bam cast relation. Uh, John Voight was in Four Christmases. Okay. Uh, also, the mumbly guy who was in Best of the Best is in this. As a dude who works for the government. Right. But yeah, not really. I'm no one else. I mean, that I can really determine. Certainly, no, no Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> right. So, Ke- I'm sure Kevin Dunn's shown up somewhere in a Bathcast movie. Probably. Because yeah. he's made a bunch of things. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, Transformers, it's about robots. Or robots. Yes, robots. Goddamn robots. I mean, if you're. <laughs> Believing John Voight's pronunciation, it's robots. He does. He says the, the Secretary of Defense of the United States calls them robots. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a movie about robots that change into other things. Right. Although that's not really what the movie is about at all. Uh, the movie has a lot of story to tell. And it's kind of all over the place when it does it. Mm-hmm. Um, ostensibly, there are three fronts in this movie. There is... The military, like the boots on the ground military, who first encounter something. Right. And then you kind of deal with them for a while. And then you come back to them every once in a while. And you've got a team of people trying to decipher a signal. Yeah, because, I mean, the movie opens and it's, uh, you know, the boots on the ground military. Mm -hmm. Some shit goes down. They're just getting back from some shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, getting showers and stuff, and then a, a rogue helicopter shows up. Yeah, and everyone's like, hey, scramble things for the helicopter. But they let the helicopter land, yeah. and then the helicopter goes, and changes, mm-hmm. and, and fucks, fucks some shit, shit up. up. Yeah. So, I, full disclosure, I've seen Transformers. I have too. I saw it when it came out, haven't seen it since. I remember very little about it, but one thing I do remember is that this opening sequence of events has great promise. Like, okay, if this is what these movies are going to be, fan-fucking-tastic, because this is a very good sequence start to finish and shows these things to be easily something that's going to overpower us. Right. I mean, just wreck all our shit immediately. Yeah, one took out a massive military base. Yes. What would you do with, like, five or six or a dozen of them? Yes. Um, So, is it ever established which one this is? I think... When they're doing the robot row call for the Decepticons, <laughs> I believe he is Blackout. Blackout. Okay. I believe because he's like a Apache helicopter, Blackhawk helicopter. All right. So um, I I think. Okay. I mean, they rattle off, you know, and when they're doing Decepticon talk and yeah, it they do. comes on the screen. Yeah. 
Yeah. Someone will probably go like, um, no, actually, that was so... I don't, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Um, so, and then back at home in the States, you've got a group of people who are all convened at the Pentagon who are trying to decipher the signal that was broadcast by this robot to, you know, hack our shit. Yep. Yeah, they it, got like a partial hack yeah. done in Afghanistan. Qatar. Until, oh, Qatar. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, because it reached in and grabbed a thing and downloaded things mm-hmm. until the dude from 24 took a axe and severed the hard line. Right. Which... That's what you do. Yep. And that keeps coming up, too. Whenever they try to hack anything, it's like, no, you got to sever the hard line. Yeah. So it's always dudes with axes chopping things. But uh, so you've got you've got all the military hackers and a group of I don't know where they're from, the local college. Yeah, just, you know, schlubs like, you know, computer hackers, schlubs, just artisan hackers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, artisanal hackers, <laughs> you know. I mean, they're well, they're spearheaded by Rachel Taylor in that she's the only one that like has any kind of uh, story arc. But then our third main segment of the film is the story of young Sam Witwicky, mm-hmm. played by Shia LaBeouf, right? Who is the star of the film, even though he's the least important character. He's just there. Because well, he's important to the story because everyone says he's important to the story, right? He doesn't, you know, he's just there, kind of otherwise. Yeah, he, he, there's a family tie to this whole thing. Yeah, his great grandfather was exploring Alaska. Well, yeah, we're we're introduced to him because he's doing a report in history class or on genealogy or whatever. So he's like, hey, I'm going to tell you about my grandfather, great grandfather, grandfather. Um, who explored the Arctic Circle, and this is a shit, and I'm trying to sell it because I'm trying to afford a car. Yeah. So, you know, 40 bucks for these antique glasses and a sextant and a compass and all this other stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, hey, I'm Shia LaBeouf, and I'm on caffeine all the time. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing about this movie is everyone's on the 2000s version of cocaine. Mm-hmm. Um, although, see, in the 80s when people were on cocaine, it's fun. In the 2000s, when people are on cocaine, it's irritating as shit. Mm. It's just like, okay, I appreciate that you want to keep the energy up throughout this film, but calm the fuck down. <laughs> well, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and so Shia LaBeouf has a lot of dialogue and very little time to say it all. So he's just rapid firing dialogue out. Every 25 lines or so, there is one that is mildly amusing. A lot of it is just like shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. So, but yes, he has to clueless uh, bargain with his teacher to bring up his grade because part of his deal with his dad to get a car was to get so many A's. So he talks that out, and then we immediately go car shopping. Mm-hmm. He goes to see Bernie Mac. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Yep. Um, Bernie Mac sells him a car that's not his car to sell because <laughs> this car just rolls up on the lot. He's never seen it before. The guy, uh, the other guy who works there has never seen it before. We get the whole thing of, you know, the car picks the boy. The boy doesn't pick the car, something like that. The, sure. the, the wise words that are now in the Bumblebee trailer, like this mystical Gandalf is saying them <laughs> like, <laughs> like just way back when this wise sage advice <laughs> is now just this ominous voice. Um, but, I mean, it'd be remiss and people would be like, why didn't you point out that? So there is the obvious Easter egg because in in this, you know, it's not even an Easter egg. It's like in your fucking face. Yeah. But I mean, it's Bumblebee is now a yellow Camaro Mm -hmm. and it's sitting next to a yellow Volkswagen. Yeah. And it's all shitty. And of course, they have to make all the jokes about it being shitty and blah, blah, blah. Bumblebee actually punches it. Kind of. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yes, it's 
Yeah, he sells them the car. Yeah. And he goes home. Ma- mainly because uh, he wasn't going to say they didn't have the right price for it. But then they go to look at another car and Bumblebee just sonically destroys all the windows, all the glass at the dealership. Mm-hmm. And Bertie Mac is just like, get this car off my lot. So yeah. he now has Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that because we've seen this before. <laughs> right. Um, we know about a Transformer or two. Yeah. But then it's just, you know, Shia LaBeouf is, is going to, he goes to a lake party and there's uh, Ma- Megan Fox. <clears throat> um, was it just me or were most of the people very orange in this movie? Mm, it they, seems like it was just her at first, but along the way, it seems like a lot of people are very orange. I, I think it's just the color palette they went with, okay. with this movie. It makes everyone look weird. Yeah. Well, when you when you really first get a look at Megan Fox, she doesn't look human <laughs> there's something i i don't know the the way this movie the way the movie is written it's kind of in favor of megan fox the way the movie is shot it is just like d- gross stop that there's a lot of that yeah um but anyway she's at the lake with her boyfriend her boyfriend says something sexist and she's just like you're not my boyfriend anymore and then she gets in the car with with Charlie move right and they go off and have adventures <laughs> So okay, so you've got these three things going on. Mm-hmm. You've got you've got Bumblebee and the kid. You've got the the decoder, the hackers trying to decode the thing, and you've got the military dudes who survived the initial attack trying to get from point A to point B, and they're still being chased by something. Right. So those are the three things, and yeah. then they all converge and chaos. Pretty runs. much, yeah. So that's the that's the gist of Transformers. Yeah. So the the weird thing about it. Well, go ahead. I was just gonna say there. So the few notable scenes, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say notable because some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Um, when the helicopter was fucking up the military base, it threw off a little robot that dug in the ground. You don't know what it is right away. Right. But it's chasing the soldiers around and it's like a metal scorpion thing chasing it through. And it's the, the initial scene where it finally is like stalking them is, is kind of pretty well shot for a Michael Bay thing. Mm -hmm. Um, just because the way it like comes up out of the ground, they're like, what was that? And then stabs a dude and it just becomes chaos again. Yeah. Um, leading to them calling in planes, which is like one of the lines I remembered is just like Tyree standing there with the uh, radio going, bring the rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As the jets are flying over and shit. So. Yeah. Um, there, there's the thing that you were, we both eventually pointed out in the opening scene with uh, main military guy, uh, Josh, Josh yeah. yeah. Uh, like you were saying, in any Michael Bay movie, a character will say things that would get them killed in any other movie, right? So, I mean, I will, I will find more <laughs> because I mean, like almost everything Martin says in the Bad Boys movies would get you killed, right? Everything yeah. because it's like I just got to get back to home, my kid, my yeah. wife, and all this stuff, and it's like, oh, that you're so dead, yeah. But when they're coming back from their mission at the beginning, he's just like, man, I just want to go home and see my new baby. I haven't seen my baby. I'm like, okay, any other movie, you're fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> you're a dead man. You are not coming back from whatever's going to happen here. Uh, but everyone survives. Nobody, just just the one Transformer that dies. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, a couple, I mean, plenty of people die. Yeah, I mean, oh, yes. <laughs> main character-wise, there is the one dude with glasses who has a few lines that oh. gets stabbed by the scorpion. Yeah. As far as the soldiers go. Yeah, but basically the... The Shane Black Predator character is right. the one who gets killed. The other, the, the, the Hispanic dude, yeah, dies well, too. like the he's like a Hispanic Cajun dude. Yeah, um, 
I don't think he gets killed, but he does get fucked up. I yeah. don't know if they ever established what happens to him. That's true. There's a lot of medic, this yeah. guy. And yeah. they never bothered to say, like, yeah, he's fine. Yeah. So he may or may not be dead. You know? So structurally, this thing is super weird in that it doesn't have an act structure of any kind. It's it's nope. just a lot of... It, it's just basically three storylines funneling into one, and in smack dab in the middle of it, like at the midway point... All the Transformers show up and then just tell you the Transformer story via hologram or whatever the hell. Yeah. So um, I'm just I'm keep going. There's this is a long movie. So, I mean, I know we normally only do like one or two memorable scenes. There are a couple oh, no, sure. notable things throughout this. Right. Um, again, you've got Shia LaBeouf doing a whole bunch of no, 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 which is what this movie is known for. Mm-hmm. But the scene where it, it that's one of the strangest thing about the thing. Strangest things about this movie is until. The Transformers show up and explain to him, like, hey, you know, Bumblebee's voice box is broken. That's why he's talking to you through the radio. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a lot of him following Bumblebee, seeing him turn into a Transformer. Then it's like, oh, I'm scared of you. And then it seems like he's being chased by him for a little bit. Yeah. But the, but the scene where he ends up like in a junkyard where he thinks Bumblebee is chasing him. But really, it's like this Terminator 2, like, no, I'm really, I'm here to protect you from this other guy. Because that, that scene, despite it having some strange comedic timings uh-huh. is is very coolly shot um but they've established I, I just i have to bring this up because like i i've said i don't like it when something that looks good on paper like when you're in the when you're shooting a movie you should be able to go like oh this this comes across as really silly when you actually put this into you know into actual production and you know you can't have this giant menacing robot say something stupid it's going to take all the piss out of them being you know, menacing. Mm-hmm. But they've established this thing where the Decepticons are following Sam Witwicky because he's put his grandfather's shit on eBay. Right. So it's on the internet, so now they're aware of it. And they make this quasi-joke of, like, his eBay username is uh, ladiesman217. Mm-hmm. And they have this really dumb picture, like mugshot looking picture of him that like who who would pick that picture to be like that's this is how this that's that's the good profile picture. I'm going with that. He looks like he was just arrested for a DUI. Right. But so you have um uh for, Barricade. Barricade, yes. Barricade is the police car guy. Yeah. Um comes up to him and like does this cool like one of the cooler menacing transforms like right in front of him from police car into robot, but then he goes like, Are you user bay <laughs> user eBay thing ladies man two one seven? It's like, what? No. Like <laughs> don't actually do that. Like it's that's so dumb. Okay. On one hand, yes, it's super dumb. On the other hand, I <laughs> I kind of don't mind that bit that that was all they knew about him. They didn't have his actual know, information. Know. Uh, you know, tell us about item number two one seven. I know. And I'm just saying, like, this scene is almost like horror movie esque the yeah. way it plays out because the car is like, like I mean, to the point that it's like it it feels dangerous. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I like I like scenes in movies where it's like, oh, if you did that ever so slightly wrong, that, that could go really bad. Like, I, I watch this in movies, but like the car is pushing him forward. Yes. You know, with the, like in in front of the car mm-hmm. and um, then it transforms and, and yells at him and it's just like, uh, all right, yes, <laughs> funny kind of, but it's also like it takes all piss out it, of it the... It deflates the scene. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, right, this is, this is a Michael Bay movie. Right. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. Like, so that whole scene is kind of memorable. And then... If I'm going on with memorable scenes, mm-hmm. as you said, that all the rest of the Transformers come crashing down to Earth. There's a whole thing where people are like, oh, my God, meteors and shit, um, which is all really bad because, like, never 
guys, like if you're making, if you ever get a chance to make a big movie, don't unless it's going to be very, very subtle. Don't reference another movie you made ever. Don't yeah. ever, ever do that. Yeah, don't have a character just yell, this is better than Armageddon. Y- yeah. Just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> fuck, yeah, fuck you. Just <laughs> like, that's the reaction you're going to, that's the only reaction yep. you're going to get. Anyone yep. else is going to go like, I saw that movie too. Well, fuck <laughs> them too, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, the only people that are going to get you the reaction you want, fuck them. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> but um, anyway. <laughs> Uh, but they all show up, and as you said, they use like weird uh, augmented reality projectors, which deforms the ground and yeah. like shows them Cybertron and Megatron being terrible. And oh yeah, we got to find this cube thing that can make or unmake life as we see fit. I okay, I I, I take issue with the fact the way Optimus Prime is explaining this story because he says basically at first we trusted Mega Megatron of the Decepticons. I'm like, why? <laughs> Why would you trust the leader of a group named the Decepticons? Maybe they weren't called that at first. Maybe only when they turned, they were oh. like, oh, you Decepticons. <laughs> we thought you were Autobots, but really, you're just a bunch of Decepticons. <laughs> and you're like, ooh, sick bird, Optimus. Maybe. They should have fleshed that out with one more <laughs> sentence, because the way he said it, it was just like, really? <laughs> you should have seen that coming. <laughs> but yeah. Basically, yeah, Megatron did some shit. Are and- you a Decepticon or a Decepticant? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that leads to the next scene, which is, man... It, well, I was, I was going to say, that's, that that's, that's what I was okay. actually going. Okay, okay, so, like, they show up and they're like, hey, here's all our things and here's what they do. And, mm-hmm. you know, look, we have a, we have a black Transformer. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's just, it's really bad because it's like, hey, here's Jazz. And he's just like, <laughs> oh, showing off everything. And it's like, whoa. He's like, breakdancing yeah. and just, like, <laughs> posing and shit. And you're just like, dude. It's t- like, what? And he's like, yeah, we learned it from the internet or mm-hmm. the World the Wide, World Wide Web. web. <laughs> it's like... Okay, so you sent one tra- transformer off to the black people Twitter, and that's how he learned to talk. I, like it's yeah, whatever. Yeah, but mm-hmm. um, they all show up. They establish who they are, and they tell them the whole backstory. And then it's like, oh, the glasses are at my house. Let's go get them. Yeah, and like always, like I, when this first came out, I went like, all right, there's a lot of dumb in that, but I kind of had fun with this movie. Mm-hmm. That was my initial takeaway. Yep, this was the scene that always like pushed me towards like, oh fuck fuck this movie because <laughs> if there's one thing i can't stand it's it's actions in a movie that have no justifiable reason for happening right and all the autobots just become five-year-old kids for a second because a sh- 20 minutes well i'm just saying like i mean shia was like all right wait here i'm gonna go to my house like you know my parents obviously can't know you're here so i'm gonna go get the glasses and five seconds later they're transformed and walking around his backyard so that he's having to distract his parents while they're fucking up everything everything <laughs> and like down to like you know optimus prime is walking around steps on the the, the fountain they have in the back and he goes oops oops my bad <laughs> it's like fuck you movie i also hated this scene when i first saw it i don't mind it now <laughs> it's it's so dumb it, it just it is it, okay, look, it's dumb. It's out of character. It's out of place. It doesn't make any sense why it's happening. But mm-hmm. I take out 90% of Shia LaBeouf's dialogue in this scene, and it's kind of okay. It's just... I mean, other than, like, why the fuck are the Transformers <laughs> running around? Like, why can't you just go over there and sit? And at one point, he's like, guys, you just need to hide. So he looks out the window again, and they've all transformed and are parked in his back. <laughs> he's like, that's not hiding! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It 
they have just dubbed in Optimus Prime making sounds when he steps on things like oops, oops. <laughs> uh oh parents are parents are coming. <laughs> I find your parents deeply annoying. <laughs> I think Ironhide's like, can I kill him? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, that's. But un- Shia LaBeouf. I mean, it is a notable scene, as good yeah. or bad as it may be. But God, there's a Shia LaBeouf has a of all his rapid fire dumbass dialogue. He has one good line in this: was his parents are asking him why he's dirty and sweaty, and he goes, "Because I'm a child, <laughs> I'm a teenager." <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, all right, <laughs> that makes sense." The only thing that this, the, the best thing that actually is legitimately funny is, you know, the Transformers are bumping into the house. Kevin Dunn's running around like, oh, earthquake. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then, like, there was a certain point where they were just in Shia LaBeouf's room like, seriously, who are you talking to? What is going on? And, and finally, they're like, they're not going to take any answer until Megan Fox finally stands up and goes like, he was talking to me. And, yeah. and they're both just like, yeah. Like, well, like, well done, dad, son. Dad's just silently <laughs> fist bumping him. And then mom's going, my gosh, you're pretty. <laughs> and he's like, she can hear you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean that I just that that what that turns when they see her. I mean, it's, yeah. it's 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 pretty funny. Yeah, but this this leads to John Turturro showing up, which oh man, I defended. I was like, man, John Turturro didn't get bad till the fir- till the second movie. I was wrong. He's all right at first. His his character. The more needless his character is, the more frantic his acting is, and it's like you can go now. Like, we don't need you for this anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no, I must stay relevant to this movie. And yeah, it, I, yeah. whatever. It, he shows up and, you know, it's the, they're the super secret organization that's above, like, nobody knows about him except for the president, blah, 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 right. blah. Um, you've got to come with us. We, they capture Bumblebee because they resist. And there's a whole long thing and we'll just skip to it because eventually they are taken to the Hoover Dam, which is, was built. By, they, by President Hoover, right, yes. basically to hide the the existence of the Transformers because Sam's grandfather, they, they flash back and show his grandfather actually getting to the Arctic Circle, falling into the ice and finding Megatron yeah. frozen in the ice. Yeah. So they, they brought Megatron there, but they built the Hoover Dam around the cube. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to hide the cube and Megatron, which they keep on deep freeze. Right. Which, of course, so like this whole movie, there's whatever the the spider thing is that yeah keeps chasing it's, them around. it's like not sound wave but it like started Frenzy. like yeah it's, Frenzy, it started yes. as like you know a boom box so yeah yeah but yeah so this thing which at sometimes is a practical effect which is okay but it's spindly and needly and just it's like you never know what you're looking at with it and that's that's a problem and i know this has been talked to death over the years about the the design of the transformers in this movie is like they've got a bazillion articulating parts and it's like I don't know what I should be looking at at any given moment yeah in this watch through I mean unfortunately it's parroting a thing and I'm sure somebody else said it but Mackie has always said it best that it the, the Transformers look like they were you know brought to life tribal tattoos yes and that's that's in that frenzy character is like the chief one of it and I feel like they got worse in other movies okay I feel like he's the one in this one where it's just like oh god damn it it's like what purpose does any of this serve, yeah. you know, on you? Why would you have this many moving parts? Yeah. I mean, when they're slowly, masturbatorily transforming right in front of your face, it gets that way with all of them, where it's just like, I, why are they this? 
Why would you have this many moving parts yeah. to transform? You know, Optimus quickly? Prime is the worst because like he he transforms and you're like okay, and then he's still transforming. You're like, dude, this is a liability. You're gonna get shot in the mm-hmm. middle of this process, and then he just keeps transforming. You're like, okay, dude, let's get to the thing. Yeah. Um, but like this this frenzy robot is over animated. Like the animators just went fucking nuts with this thing. Like it'll do things like crack its knuckles, mm-hmm. and it's constantly. It's like a gremlin, basically. It's just, blah, 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 you know, just doing that the whole time. Oh, it's like Alpha 5 from the... <laughs> oh, Power Rangers! Yeah. So, yeah, yeah okay. That, I mean, you know... I, let's just talk about the special effects for a second. Because right. I, I think... Like like I said, haven't seen this since it came out. But looking at it right now, I think with very few exceptions... The effects hold up or integrate into the movie really well. The movie is it's not desaturated, but it's like there there there's a contrast level to the movie that's weird, unlike other films. It's like it's like fake HDR. I mean that's that's the best way I could say like, like the way Michael Bay's always shot movies. Yeah. Is it feels like it's fake HDR. Okay. So I I feel like the effects in this film integrate with the world really well. I, I the the transforming stuff and the way like especially when they're on like highways and stuff like that i think it all looks really good i I, there were only a few instances where i was just like when humans are interacting with them where it's like real shaky and it's just like "Ah, i don't know that thing's not really there but i I think for the most part it looks like money well spent Mm -hmm. so i'm that was surprising to me i thought it was just like oh man this first one's gonna look like ass but no um because that whole thing on the highway like when they're going from point a to point b and are just fucking just everything's getting fucked up. It's like, okay, this is well done. This is choreographed well. This is all good stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the thing that happens is that so they have to take the cube from where it is because as soon as they went there, the Decepticons were like, it's there. Well, because <laughs> Megan Fox had frenzy in her purse, right? Like changed into her cell phone, right? Um, and so she basically just like let them in, and he's like, man, we're here. Yeah, you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> but might as well have pretty much. Uh, and they just decide we'll take it to the city and hide it there until we can extract it. And it's like, okay, you're only taking it to the city so that you can blow up the city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would take it to the middle of nowhere is what you would do. Yeah. And I mean, here's what I don't understand is they obviously made up a city, right? No, this is LA. Did they say we're going to LA because they're at the Hoover Dam, which I mean, I don't know if you know geography. Yeah. Is nowhere real close to L.A. It's very, they, it's very close to Las Vegas. They do say um, they they when when the Autobots go to the Griffin Observatory to look at the glasses and project it and figure out where they're going. They say it's three hundred miles from here. So right, they they do go, but they for some reason go back to L.A. Okay, sure. I don't know why. I don't either. But yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. My my point was is. If you're going to a city, Las Vegas is right there. B, any other direction away from the Hoover Dam is the middle of nowhere and is a much safer place to have a giant robot battle. Yeah. For you know, if you're about protecting humans, but although I could be wrong, the notes for this movie are, are calling it Mission City. I thought they said something weird, which I I don't know. Are they were they just like making up city names? Is, I, I is it fake names like you know DC style? Maybe. Okay. Might be. I don't know. I, I thought I was recognizing L.A. stuff. Oh, probably. <laughs> I'm sure. Like, you know, actuality. I'm just saying, like, it felt like they just made up a city and I was like, OK. Yeah. So 
you know, then it's a 30 minute battle at the end, uh, which on the flip side of my praise for the effects is that with the exception of Optimus Prime and maybe Bumblebee, I never know who is in a fight at any given moment. I mean, I could tell Starscream only because he has a big triangle on his back. Okay. You know, but like otherwise, yes. Yeah. Like when two robots get into a fight with one another, it's like. Unless, yeah. Because especially this one, it, it feels like nobody's painted except for yeah. Optimus Prime and Bumblebee. Right. Yeah, you know, like everyone else is just shiny silver, and it's like if it's not the helicopter dude with blades on his back, and or and or Starscream with like part of his wings on the back, still, yeah. it's like okay, I have no idea. Yeah, and then the other problem is that because Megatron is a plane, still or whatever, and so is Starscream, I never knew which one was flying into the scene in any given moment. Like when a robot transforms and flies out, I'm like, well, which one was that? Yeah. So. It, I, I don't know. It's it, it it's weirdly paced because like Megatron is kind of only barely talked about and then doesn't become an entity until the last bit of the movie. So it's like for the longest time, this movie has literally no conflict, mm-hmm. except that there's occasionally a, a scorpion monster, you know, kind of or and the police car guys. Yeah. Like, the, you know, the other uh, only other menace throughout the rest right. of the movie. So that's strange. Um, yeah, I, I just I don't know. But yeah, it becomes a whole thing of like, hey, Shia LaBeouf, carry this, you know, only you can carry this up to the top of the roof where you're going to get rescued and... Right, pop the flare. And- yeah, and it... And it <laughs> here, here's the other weird thing, like, this movie, I mean, as someone who grew up watching the Transformers cartoon, reading the comic books, mm-hmm. seeing the movie and all the toys and blah, 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 it's really weird that they kind of went, it feels like they went out of their way to create a new mythos here. Because, I mean, like, they're keeping all the base things, but then, like, I never remember hearing fuck all about all spark. You know, like, yeah, you had no. the Matrix of Leadership was, like, the only, like, magical, mystical thing that was talked about in the old stuff. Right. Um, and Energon cubes and shit like that. But it's like, all that's gone, and now there's this magic square. But apparently, if you put it in a Transformer's chest, you can overload it yes. and them and kill it and something... And at first, they're like, Optimus is like, I will sacrifice myself by, you know, stick it in my chest as Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> and, um, and, I, and I was like, well, is it because you have the Matrix? Is that, that like why you can do this? But no, because the end movie ends with them just being like, hey, I'm right underneath Megatron. Fuck you, Megatron. I'm going to stick the cube in your chest. Right. Which really should have just led to Megatron saying, thank you. That's exactly what I hoped you would do. Yeah. <laughs> this is all I need. Now, I just, now I'm now I'm super powered. Yeah. yeah. Um, apparently, All Spark was started on the Beast Machines spinoff oh, okay. in the late nineties. Yeah, okay, so, so shit doesn't count. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. G one for life, yo. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, I just, I mean, fuck. I was graduating high school probably when that started, so it wasn't really the target market anymore. Yeah, I'm not really shitting on your. If you love the Beast Wars or whatever, good for you. Yeah, yeah, good for you. <laughs> I um, just don't know anything about it. Yeah. So okay, this is going to be a weird. Um, comparison to make. All but right. You know how Masters of the Universe, that movie only really had like three Masters of the Universe characters in it? Okay. This is kind of that, in that the Transformers universe has a billion characters, and this one has like five. And some of them you've are not things you know. <laughs> well, I mean, I think they're all... <clears throat> other transformers they're just like they're not the main ones you would think of you would you would just think if you're starting a transformers franchise which clearly they were doing this wasn't going to be a one-off but it was just it just seems like i don't know 
maybe more than four on each side. Yeah. Um, and, and at least one or two that are familiar enough, not one that's like, hey, I'm a Pontiac Solstice. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean... Which gets fucking ripped in half. That's Jazz. Uh-huh. Jazz decides to be a Pontiac Solstice, gets ripped in half. He's the only one that's dead at the end, so good job. <laughs> you killed the only black Transformer. I also like that he was at, he was at the dealership and there and Hummers were a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a much more practical Hummer. You know, no, to... just a tiny Pontiac Solstice. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I feel like it. I know they're not related because one had nothing to do with making them, but I, I, I've I've felt about these Transformers movies like I feel about the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah, where it's just like. Hey, here's a lot of noise and things happening, mm-hmm. and you're only we you know we're gonna have a hundred different characters in this. You're only gonna remember the names of like four of them. Okay, I mean it's just like here's a bunch of shit, and it's like oh hey, it's there's the Zoe Saldana character. Who the fuck is she in this? I don't know. She's just another pirate. You know, it's like I know she's in those movies. Don't know her character name. Don't know a thing about it. Mm-hmm. It's like that's to me like all the rest of the Transformers in this, where it's just like. Hey, there's Jack Sparrow and Kira Knightley, I guess, and um, yeah, some pirates. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I just I feel like it's a lot of sound and fury and signifying nothing. Okay. It's just a, it's a whole lot of like noise, and it's they could be fun for turning your brain off for a little bit, but <laughs> it it just it's it's strange to me how like this movie goes along and you get a little bit of robot action along the way, and then. Optimus Prime and his buddies, you know, meteor in and land, and they're like, let us tell you the story of the Transformers. And then it's like, oh, all right. And then, like, they kind of fuck off for a while. Like, I don't know what they're doing, but it's just mm-hmm. they are not a part of the story. There, there are several instances where Optimus Prime in particular just disappears, like, especially during the climactic battle at first. It's like everyone's fighting except him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, did he get wiped out of that? Did, did I not remember him get, getting, like, thrown into a building or something? Uh, which I guess did happen. Like he jumped on Megatron and they flew through a building and mm-hmm. lots of people died. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, they go to the LA river. They do. And when they were trying to chase down Bumblebee, that's where they catch him is the LA river. Yep. Um, yep. So that's, that's something. Yeah. But I guess that's mission city or whatever. I don't know. Sure. It's the mission city river. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's transformers. It's yeah. It's fucking transformers. It is. Uh, I, I do like at the end that, uh, <laughs> so I, it, it's so weird. Like at the end, Bumblebee's like, can I stay with the boy? And it's like, sure you can. And then they're like, we can't go home because we have no powers. Like, okay, so you are all going to stay anyway. That's fine. And then it, the last shot is basically Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox making out on top of Bumblebee. And you're like, mm-hmm. well, that's weird. And then yeah. the rest of the hey, Autobots. Chuck, Chuck, it's okay when it's in a three way. <laughs> Yeah, but then also the rest of the Autobots who are still alive are just sitting there watching. Yeah. It's... <laughs> While Optimus makes a little speech. <laughs> it's it's Autobotic Erotic Asphyxiation. <laughs> I don't know. It is, it is a weird sex thing where it's like, yeah. Yes. Interface with her motherboard. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Mm, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just want to... You want to wrap this up? I suppose. I, I mean, mean I, you know, there's not really any other like facets to talk about because the the soundtrack is garbage. Oh boy, is it! Um, 
the I mean we we talked about the special effects somewhat. I mean mm-hmm. the production wise. I it's, mean, it's a slick movie. I, the there, only, there were two or three shots. I, I think I think you're about to, uh, camera <laughs> Michael, weird Michael Bay's weird camera movement. Okay, swooshes and whatnot for no reason. For the most part, this felt calm in terms of like editing and camera bullshit, except the, for cuts every three seconds. Sure, but, yeah. but like there was, there was one point where they had a camera strapped to the bike that Shia LaBeouf was riding mm-hmm. for five seconds. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. It was a shaky cam shot on the well, tail. It's, it's like a GoPro shot from the from the bottom of the bike, yeah. so that it like watches him pull up to the curb and then let let the bike go, right? So that the whole screen goes, yeah. And that was it. And that was weird. And then at the end, when they're in the the Hoover Dam hacking something uh, while the frenzy robot is doing whatever it's doing. I think they're all trying to kill it at that point. Mm -hmm. Uh, The camera is just swooshing around the room. And at one point it goes like through a bookcase or something. It just goes through this narrow opening. It's like like they have jars with weird fetuses in the in the. (laughs) goo stuff on the on the shelf and it goes between two jars yeah for no reason but it goes between the two jars with this loud whoosh <laughs> sound through it like the fuck yeah <laughs> what are you doing michael bay settle down i i think the thing that kills me <laughs> is like he he probably sent people off to get a rig for that bike paid money for it had mm-hmm. them strap it up to the bike and then it's like cool there's that three second shot i wanted right now, good job. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> they probably spent eight hours on it. I know. It's just, just like rigging up the bike and focusing it. And <laughs> now, a couple ride, of now ride it around all day. <laughs> just record all the footage. <sighs> yeah. I, I guess we should rate it. Okay. Why don't you go first? Man, why do I have to go first? I don't know what to think of these movies. I really don't. You want me to go yeah, first? If you, if you have any kind of opinion. Okay, because I do. All right. Um. So... Revisiting this was interesting because, like I said, I didn't really remember a lot of it. And but over time, my memory of it has been, man, fuck that movie. And I I don't I I think maybe some random memories of some of the later movies are bleeding into my memory of the first movie. Um, I know there are some horrific things coming up in the second one for a fact. I know that. But I'm going to say that this movie is fine. It, it really is fine. Uh, I think I would give it two jocks and say it's fine. It, I, I remember being somewhat angry at it when I saw it. I didn't feel that way now, although I think that's because I was prepared for the no, 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 no's and all of that shit. Um, there, I, there are things I would legit cut out of this movie. I would cut out Bumblebee peeing on John Turturro. I think that is fucking stupid like you just you don't need it 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 offers nothing except to make four-year-olds in the audience laugh and four-year-olds probably shouldn't be watching this anyway because it's it's kind of dark and violent at times and i i just i don't know i it didn't it didn't infuriate me like i thought it was going to all over again I, but like i said part of that is me being prepared for some of its awfulness some of the awfulness I didn't remember and was still like that fucking sucks. But I think you could cut seven seconds here and cut seven seconds there. And this would be an even better movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, Two I, jocks. I, fine. It's strange because I, I feel the same way. Like I feel, I mean, I feel like most Michael Bay movies should be closer, much closer to 90 minutes. Um, however, I also feel like this one needs more, 
something, but it needs some more something and less of other things. Like it needs more story. It needs more reason to care about the other transformers. It needs a, uh, a way to identify the other transformers. Yeah. Um, and, but it's, it's still stupidly watchable. Like, I mean, yeah. that's the thing at the end of the day, I was never bored. Yeah. I mean, the strange thing is, like in this recent, most recent rewatching, I actually got more bored during the action scenes than I did not. I mean, some of the action scenes, some of them where it was just like, "Oh, they're running again," and so they're running and screaming and stuff. But like the end stuff goes on too long. Yeah, I just feel like there there is there's some long sections of just running and no, like you don't know where they're running to or why, you yeah. know. So I, I my brain tends to immediately check out. However, still overall, it's it's pretty watchable. I feel like a jocks is just saying like, yeah, it's just on this side of watchable. But I think two is fair. Two is like, yeah, it's a big dumb movie. You should watch it. I guess. I mean, if you haven't seen it for some reason, you're probably going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And, you know, like, <laughs> this thing is terrible. Yeah, it is on in some ways, but it's also stupidly watchable at, at the same time. There's a lot of potential in this. Yeah. The 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 opening sequence in particular has this well really all of the desert stuff really has a level of like man if you'd focused more on this and mm-hmm. less of the no 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 stuff. It's just ah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the first one here here's how I would I would have redo redo the at least the first movie in the in the Transformers franchise and I think it could set you down this path eventually. Is I feel like the first one should have been much more of a covert we're we're trying to deal with this and not set off a mass hysteria thing like i feel like the soldiers alone should have discovered the existence of transformers and it should be a movie about that yeah where it's like holy fuck kind of like kind of like kind of like i guess it was the middle planet of the apes movie where it wasn't like holy like shit hadn't gone completely bad right i think right and it was like we're just trying to hold everything together and, you know, not set off a panic attack. And most people hadn't actually fought the apes or anything like that. It was just like, well, we're just trying to live our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like you could have had a much more interesting franchise if you started with that. And then maybe the second one is like, okay, now you get introduced to the kid. And there's this backstory of this thing that, you know, has been on Earth. And, you know, not just like, I feel like they were working at a pace where it was like, no, we have three movies worth of, like, information we're trying to cram into one movie. Yeah. You know, and I feel like you just could you could have slowed down and then you wouldn't have so many random movies where it's like, no, we're looking for this thing. And it's like, <laughs> OK, like, I, I don't know. I just feel like I feel like the, the, the world should have learned more from like Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. It's like slow the fuck down, like have a big goal, make three movies out of it, yeah. you know, and I don't mean like stretching a, a 200 page book into two movies kind of bullshit. I'm talking about like when you have a, a, a goal, just slow the fuck down. Right. Like, give some story, give some reason for this to happen. Yeah. And, and the, just with not giving Megatron any screen time whatsoever until the finale, it's mm-hmm. like, he. so he's voiced by Hugo Weaving in this, and he is just running around chasing Shia LaBeouf at the end, just saying things like, I can smell you, boy. And it's like, well, what? Why? Why would you have olfactory senses on, it, on a robot? It's just something about, like the characterization of Megatron in this only makes sense if you're familiar with the cartoon, you know, cause he like, he has a tiff with, with Starscream and it's like, again, that only makes sense. Yeah. If you've seen the cartoon, it's like in terms of like motion picture storytelling, you're not doing it. Yeah. And, and you and don't, the title of the movie is transformers. They don't earn the line to like bring back the, you know, 
the fucking best scene in all of Transformers. You, know, like, you definitely don't earn the, like, one of us will stand and right. one of us will, you know, like, you don't fucking earn that. It's like, <laughs> you've seen this fucker for, like, five seconds. You don't say state this is a duel to the death right now, you know? Yeah. That's 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 movie three shit right there. Yeah. Yeah. So just, that's that's it. Change your pacing. I mean, you had three movies with Shia LaBeouf. You, you could have, you could have stretched this out better. Mm-hmm. And I mean... Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like you could take ninety percent of the ingredients of, of the, the first three movies, and I could make a better trilogy with them. Just yeah. like throw out like the girl from the second one, or the third one, because like if Mega Fox's one would be back, good. Then you're getting killed in the second one, and it's going to give you more motivation for the third one. You mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. I'm saying, like there are ways to make this a good trilogy. You yeah. you're using most of the ingredients they picked, just just stir differently. Yeah, I I I, I guess. I guess maybe going back to, I mean, maybe they thought this could be a franchise, but not like, oh, we've got an idea. It's just, okay, we figured that out. Now what? Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Most people don't. Because there was a mentality of maybe we can get sequels out of this. And it was never like we have the sequels mapped out. It was just like, maybe we can make another one. I don't know. Um, Yeah. I, I feel like. I feel like they're, they're especially with the way Hollywood's going now, and this is this is kind of bigger overarching discussion for not just Transformers, but I feel like people like J.J. Abrams, there should be there should be a dozen of those guys. There should be like a dozen J.J. Abrams, Kevin Kevin Feige, or however you say that, is it Feige Feige? I don't know. Yeah, but like people that have like a roadmap for for franchises. Yeah, like I mean, they obviously didn't hire one for Universal's dark universe thing it's like you know you've got to hire somebody who's like no here's the roadmap here's what you gotta like i'm not gonna tell you how to make this movie just here's the here's the ingredients you've got to yeah. you know introduce in your stew over here and then we're gonna make it all come together at the end mm-hmm. i mean like that that to me feels like an invaluable thing if like if you want to do these things like you can't just like uh now there's dinobots and they're looking for this next i don't know how's that sound yeah let's do this now there's now there's now it's medieval shit. Transformers have been here since medieval times. I don't know. Well, that's these all. That all sounds great. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Well, that's the last one, I believe. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but right. hey, you know, if you uh, if you participate in the Patreon poll, uh, thank you for getting us to Transformers. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make a special plea that uh, we continue Baywatch, not necessarily right back into Transformers. I mean, though. I do feel we want to cover the whole series, but we've got other Michael Bay movies to cover and mm-hmm. it's still going to be in your hands though. But I'm, I am now, I am petitioning that we continue Baywatch. Are you trying to influence the poll? I am trying to, I am, it is a free market and uh, I have not been paid for this, uh, but I am putting <laughs> in my two cents. Okay. I approve. Well, these, they're putting in a dollar. I so. approve these messages <laughs> um, that you continue as picking Michael Bay movies to watch and for the foreseeable future. Okay. Um, I, and, sure. and you can do that by going to patreon.com slash bmfcast and donating anything. Anything gets you into the into the polling. Um, minimum of a dollar gets you other things like uh, early access to this show and um, some things from the archives. Mm-hmm. Um, possibly other things. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we don't know <laughs> what, what all. There, there's, there's, there's stuff. Yeah, there's some stuff. It's all spelled out right there. Yeah, yeah, we, we have tiers, and, you know, you know, but anything gets you able to vote on this and what we you know influence what it is we watch next. Right. Correct. So, and otherwise, this comes out on the regular feed later, 
like it's it's probably like closer to like two months now. It's it's, it's, it's about a month and a half. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting closer to two months. It but is, you know, yeah. so like go go throw a dollar in our in our pot and yeah. you know, and then you get these things earlier when these, when they're relevant. Yeah, these two thousand seven <laughs> movies are relevant. Come on, guys. Now, now just fix this. Now that it's cycle. basically over, we're gonna tell you how you should have done yeah, it. Yeah, now that they've yeah. rebooted it. We're called twenty twenty uh studios. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's uh we're focus in high, good, hindsight. That's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, so how are you feeling about Bumblebee? How am I feeling about Bumblebee? As, as, like the movie that's oh, standalone? Out. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'd watch it. Okay. It's got John Cena. It does have John <laughs> Cena. So as much as I want to not see it f- to keep the joke going, um, I probably would watch it anyway. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I hope they explain how he got the, uh, the how thing. we can see him. Well, the, I, I hope they explain how Bumblebee got, got the, uh, the disco ball and the, uh, the biatch uh, yeah. air freshener that's hanging. On I sure. Room. I really do hope that they bother to tie it in with with this franchise I, down to the second. I want it to be like yep. him pulling up to Bernie Mac's lot was because he was running away from whatever else is going on in the other movie. The, the Raptor Ravager, whatever the fuck the police car was, it was chasing him, mm-hmm. and he had to hide at the Bernie Mac. That'll be the last sure. shot. He pulls up at the Bernie Mac store. Mm-hmm. The Bernie Mac store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was at Burning Man, and then he went to the Bernie Mac store, right. and then. uh yeah. yeah, that's how that's mm-hmm. how it goes. Yeah. All right. So we'll be back, hopefully, with another Baywatch movie. But uh, yeah, it's up to them. We'll it see. Is, it is. But uh, please, <laughs> come on, do the right thing. So okay. Until then, next week. I'm Chuck and I'm Harlow, and this Bamcast Extra out. Everybody, welcome back to Bamfcast Extra. This is episode ninety. Woo! Yeah, it's uh, it's a podcast that's extra, mm-hmm. a supplement, <laughs> if you will. Right. This is not Bamfcast Prime, uh, but it might as well be because I'm Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you just set that way up, and then you're like, nah, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. That's way too obvious. <laughs> It's like, Bamcast Prime, I'm Chuck. (laughs) Chuck Demus Prime over here. Welcome to Bamcast Extra, episode 90. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to be enthusiastic. I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woo. Woo. <laughs> Bamcast Extra. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Everybody, welcome back to Bamcast Extra, episode ninety. That's another episode. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm Captain Obvious. Uh huh. <laughs> All right, here it is. This is it. This is the take. Totally, this is it. Doing it. Don't I started.